get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show. 97.5, 1280 The Zone, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thanks for making us part of your Monday. I'm not going to apologize to you, by the way. I think you owe me one. Why? Because uh, a frogman is a scuba diver. A frogman is a Navy SEAL, apparently. No, it has general application to anybody in in scuba gear. That is not the definition. I just read it to you. From where? From dictionary.com or whatever. Austin, your source was? I liked Austin's uh, definition much better. But he, he already said that in his definition, it did have application to anyone in scuba gear. It said occasionally referring <laughs> to civilians in scuba gear. It yeah. says, uh, is a frogman a Navy SEAL? A frogman is someone who is trained in scuba diving or swimming underwater in a tactical capacity that includes police or military work. The term frogman is occasionally used to refer to a civilian scuba diver. So I don't think this is one of those occasions. Sniffing out golf balls is tactical? (laughs) How'd you like to have that job? In eight foot deep water. Yeah, reaching through the muck, the bottom of the pond. Anyway, I'm I'm not going to apologize. I don't feel like I owe you an apology. I feel you owe the military an apology. Uh, you, you, you be you, Jake. All right, Gordon. You want to bring up something that maybe our listeners can uh, participate in? Yeah, I mean, I heard Austin talking about this during a show earlier, but uh, Trevor Bauer got angry, the Cleveland Indians pitcher, and uh, he was getting shelled, wasn't he? And so he saw that he was going to be taken out of the game. So he, from the around the pitching mound, he threw a ball over the center field wall in anger. In anger. First of all, and Austin pointed this out, that's quite an athletic feat. It's a, that's a throw because he hit the scoreboard, right? Yeah, from home to the wall, it's 4-10 in that stadium. Uh, from the pitching mound, what is it, 63, 66 yeah. feet or something like that, so you minus that. But then he threw it, not just over the wall, but hit the top right quadrant of the scoreboard. And if that scoreboard hadn't been there, someone estimated it would have uh, gone 450-plus feet. Hmm. Close to 500. Uh, is that uh, is that because when you hear of someone hitting a home run that far, it's like some huge deal. So can someone actually throw a baseball farther than someone can hit it? Uh, apparently, Trevor Bauer can. I I think it's more impressive than hitting the ball that far. Well, I think yeah. it's the greatest single feat in baseball <laughs> history. Maybe he has a future as like a javelin thrower. Yeah, I don't know, but it's incredible. And no, everyone's talking about, oh, he's shaming the game. What an embarrassment. What a child. And his apology was sincere and all I, that. But I, I think he ought to be built a statue. <laughs> How is that shaming the game? Don't people do a lot of stuff that uh, they're not necessarily proud of on the sports pitch court? It's not exactly. Field, but it's not shaming. It's called a diamond. To do yeah, but uh, okay. Because he, he kind of. He kind of uh, was was showing anger toward his teammates too for their inept play. I think Chris Paul shames the game every time he <laughs> cries uh, uh, to an official. I have secondhand embarrassment for that guy, but yet we never <laughs> rake him over the coals. Nobody ever said, "Oh, this Chris Paul shaming the game." Well, he apologized, and I agree with you, Austin. I thought it was heartfelt. I think he 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 made a mistake in anger. 
And I think a lot of people do that. Have you ever have you ever been really mad and done something, you know, punched a wall or punched or a, a microwave or <laughs> done anything that you regretted rather quickly? Well, I always thought punching walls was was pretty dumb. So I've never done that. I I did throw my putter and it uh it landed really high up in a tree. Uh, and it never ever, came down. Did, could you climb up and get it? Uh, no. Not without a really. He's not a tree man. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was probably, it was probably a good twenty, thirty feet up. Oh wow! Did you inform the the pro shop that you had done that, and that when it falls down, if someone, if you could come get it? No, uh, and it was up there at least three years, <laughs> because whenever we'd come back to You'd that, see I'd see it, and then one year it must have fallen or something because uh-huh. it was gone. Well, you didn't want it anyway. You were so angry. Well, it, yeah, it was gone. Austin, something tells me. <laughs> come on, <laughs> this is right up the, your, uh, your, you know, the power alley here. Now, I mentioned the microwave, uh, not like in the result of a certain umpire's discretion in a baseball game once, and punched uh, my hand right through the microwave. Yeah. Well, what about the 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 softball? Don't incident? even bring that up. That's such a that's a more of a myth than the scuba diver in the oh, forest let's fire. Hear, let's hear. It. No, there's nothing to be heard. I I was mad at a call, and instead of shaking the umpire, I ran to the fence and shook the fence. <laughs> and everyone makes and says I did the wrong thing. Okay, next time I'll commit manslaughter, and then you won't make oh, fun of me. You got to admit that the visual of somebody running to say center field and grabbing—I was onto playing the, center field, <laughs> grabbing onto the fence and shaking it while while yelling and cursing—you know—that would be that would be a little frightening. That would be yeah, quite yeah, the next scene. Next time I'll go Homer Simpson on Bart Simpson's neck. But but that still. Uh, fits into exactly what we're talking about. Here. No, because this that would require uh, immediate regret, and I regret nothing in that moment, in that instance. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Because Trevor fair. Bauer launches this thing to Mars, which, by the way, I found out is not hot, apparently, but that's a whole different discussion. You know, it's further away from the sun. Right, you know, yeah. Right? <laughs> Nerds. And uh, immediately, <laughs> immediately, he's like, well, that I, I must screw up. I shouldn't have done that. So immediate regret is a, is required here. What's the closest planet to the sun? That'd be Mercury. Mercury. Mm-hmm. Correct. What order do they go in, Jake? Do you know, Mercury, all of them. Uh huh. Let's see: Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. And then we go to the outer, right? What? Uh, where's your, where, <laughs> Jupiter? Where's Uranus? God, you All are right. juvenile. Well, where's, you are where's, so, been a good run. You are so where, juvenile. No, it's been a good run on the show. <laughs> Where's Neptune? That's farther out there. Is Jupiter? Or is is Neptune first or Jupiter? Uh, the the program director's pounding on the wall. He is. He's upset at you too. What? Is, How do you say? There's no, there's no need for that. No, is, is it Uranus? How do you say? It's you don't. That's the answer. <laughs> Okay. All right, you are something Pluto's else. Not a planet let's let's talk, let's planet talk about again. football scheduling or All something right. stupid now because no fun, <laughs> no fun. You can't have any fun on this show because it just gets ruined. It's taken too far. Let's talk about BYU football, All shall right. we? How many wins do you think the Cougars is will that, have? Is Zach Wilson going to uh, be healthy to go for that uh, Utah game? Here's the worst case scenario. You, you know, you hurry him along so he's on the field against your rival. On August 29th, and then further damage is done. Those shoulder injuries are that's that's nothing to mess around with. Well, I I hearken back 
Harkin, what a great word, <laughs> to uh, an interview that Riley Nelson did with Hanson Scotty. This, this had to be, what, Austin, a couple months ago? It was before um, Media Day. And Riley Nelson said he had gone through the exact same procedure with his shoulder uh-huh. that Zach Wilson did. And he said he had regret because he really tried to come back. He came back too soon, and it did not have a proper chance to, to heal. How long was it? I don't Cause, know. Because Zach was, uh, had his surgery in January. I'm not sure, and I don't want to slander Mr. Riley Nelson. So right. I, I'm not exactly sure if he, he put down an exact time frame. But that... That is the fear, and the fact that he's a sophomore, BYU really needs to, and I have no doubt that they'll do this, but they really need to fight the urge to rush him back. He's, he's too important, and he has too much potential, and I know that they want to win that Utah game more than anything. I know it's a huge, huge deal, but you've got to keep the big picture in mind with a guy who's just a sophomore and with the type of schedule that they have. He, I hope that they don't start him against Utah unless he is 1,000% ready to go. When we talked to him in June, he said it was like 70-80% at that time. So I'm not a doctor hard to, to for on a prognosis as far as or, you know how long it's going to take him before he's ready to go. But you don't, yeah, you're right. If you're 90%, isn't there an increased chance that you could re-aggravate it? Absolutely. And, and I got it that a lot of guys out there go out and play hurt. Or I, <clears throat> excuse me, and there's a difference between playing hurt and injured. Right, you know, especially I, and I if understand it's the start that. of the season. I mean, that's something you don't want to mess with, especially as BYU. According to what everything we've heard, the BYU is building their whole offense around Zach Wilson. He's too important. He he himself and his health is more important than that game. And I realize that that game is is super important, especially to BYU. And then they've got the streak, and there's all that. And they were so close last year, and they've been so close a number of years. But and they had to feel like the way that they played last year, that they let it slip through their fingers, and they they have more to give, right? They they're going to have a good crack at the Utes. But you've got to you've got to keep the big picture in perspective. So if you're if you're BYU, would you rather play Zach Wilson, and let's say that led to a victory? But then you lose him for the next three weeks. Well, is he would it be worth it? Is he still dealing with it throughout the entire season, like Riley Nelson did? I I'm just Cause, cause I'm just Riley, I'm just trying to measure how important it is for him to play against Utah. I think it's more. I I get what you're saying, but I think it's more important that he's 100 percent next year than that than winning that game. So I don't I don't know if I want to say is it worth him being out three weeks or four weeks or five weeks. I don't know. Because plus, when Riley Nelson was dealing with it, and he dealt with a bunch of injuries, so I don't want to say just specific the shoulder. And everybody's but, different. But when he played hurt, and I'm thinking especially his senior year, remember when he had a broken back or yeah, whatever, and he uh-huh. played hurt, he he hindered his team more than helped them at times. And he was a different player because he was hurt, and BYU's offense was much less effective because they didn't have a healthy quarterback. They need Zach Wilson to be a go. So there are times when a player says he's ready to go and he hurts his team by playing rather than helping it. I think you see that more often than you'd think. And and we all admire it, right? You know, tough it up. You know, he plays with grit and all this stuff. But you never think to yourself, well, would his backup at 100% be better than him? How, how good is Jaron Hall, you know? Well, if you listen to the coaches, they're really high on him. But what are they going to say? 
<laughs> yeah, we have a huge drop off after number one. Now I'll I'll listen to to Hans, who's had a chance to watch him, and and Hans, of course, does a great job and college football expert right here on the station. He's very high on Jaron Hall, so I certainly put some stock into that. But I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know what the fall off is there. How frustrating would it be for any football player to start the season at something less than a hundred percent? Because you got the whole season in front of you. Yeah, and that's it- the fear, right? You're gonna get uh, you're gonna get nicked up at the very least, and many guys. Who was it who did that study? Didn't we talk to A. Rod and he said that they did a study when he was at Utah? What the chances? What the likelihood is that your starting quarterback will mm-hmm. start all the games? And it's a fairly low percentage. Super low. And we've certainly seen that play out at both schools. Over the years. And the worst case scenario for BYU is what if they play the kid, he's not completely healthy, and they lose anyway? I don't think it's worth the risk. And and with Utah, I know Tyler Hundley has been injury prone, but at least you know that Jason Shelley can come in and win you Pac-12 football games. He's done it. He's done it. I mean, in his comeback against Oregon, remember that final drive? I mean, he certainly had his moments. I'm not saying he's as good as Tyler Huntley because I don't think that's the case. But at least you know you have an option there that has experience and has experience winning important football games. And I know he was not good in the Pac-12 title game, but there were other games where he played just fine. Everyone is so eager to see what Zach Wilson can do, you know? Coming off the freshman year, I mean, is it for real? Is uh, Will certain teams catch up with him, especially with the schedule BYU has? Are you kidding me? Going up against Utah's defense? I mean, that's one of the best defenses in the country. You're going to expose your, a quarterback to that kind of force when he's not completely ready to go? I, I don't think they will. Uh, if he is, if he plays, he's gonna, it's because he's ready to go. I agree with you completely. I don't think BYU is dumb enough to to say, hey, kid, get on out there. To mess around with yeah. that. I, I'm a little concerned about, let's say he is 100% by the time Utah rolled around, how much work was he able to do in camp? That's another thing. He was predicting at media day that he would be 100% for the start of camp. That's what he was saying. Now, I don't know what you're supposed to say if that's not the case. But that was what he was communicating to everybody. I just hope he and BYU are careful with it. That's yeah. all. I want to see him at 100% to see what he can do. I don't want to see one of those where he just gets through a season. And it's a long, long season. It really is. These football players, I, I, I don't think your average fan really knows uh, what the situation is in the locker room and the trainer's room. You know, these guys do get beat up. Well, and many of them keep on playing. I hope he's 100% come, come Utah time. But if he's not, I hope they're careful with it. Yep. It's, it's the big show, 97.5 and 128 The Zone. Stay tuned. We'll talk a little. Uh, we'll have more college football, more fallout from our Stuart Mandel interview. Also get to a little jazz basketball as well. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 128 The Zone. Here's a few more nicknames for you to consider, Gordon. Mike Connolly, The Con Man, Emmanuel Moutier, Mad-Eye Moody, and for Dante Exum, we should start calling him Mr. Glass. Uh, we haven't done your nicknames uh, yet, Gordon. In response to that? Yeah, those are uh, some good ideas. 
It's Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. So I got a question for you, Jake. We were talking during the break about, and I'll make this real quick so we can get back to sports. But Not a chance. We were, we were uh, you know, you have tracking devices on your phone sometimes so you know where your loved ones are and whatnot. And I said that I have that for my wife and she has it for me so that in case of an emergency, she might know where I am or whatever. And you said there's no way that you're going to do that because I don't why I don't want anybody tracking my movements or following me around. I don't I don't care. Not, I'm not doing that. that. Where are no. you go, where are you going? Are you worried she's going to see where you are? That's not the point. It is the point. No, it is not the it point. It is the point. The point is that this is America and I have the freedom to do what I want. I don't want anyone <laughs> anyone tracking me what, where what are you doing that's not the point what nefarious activities gordon, are you involved in gordon should we just pitch the fourth amendment right out the door <laughs> i always hate that argument well what are you doing well what are you up to well, what are you so worried about so if the cops show up to your door and knock on it and say hey we're coming in mr monson and you say no they go hmm why aren't you <laughs> letting us in i'm talking about naz your wife not the cops the principle still applies, Gordon. I don't want anybody tracking me. In fact, I turn my GPS off, and this probably doesn't even matter, but I turn my GPS off anytime I'm not using it because I don't want I don't want Facebook or Twitter or Google or anybody. Or Russia. I don't what, want them tracking what, what me. What if you fainted somewhere? I can go what, what if, I want. What if you fainted somewhere and no one knew where you were human and then civili- couldn't find you? Human civil- civilization has been without phones for thousands of years. How did all those people... People deal with it, Gordon. So you are principally opposed to it, even in the case where it could greatly benefit you. Correct. <laughs> you are stubborn. What do you mean man? greatly benefit? There are a lot of things that I'm not willing that would possibly benefit me, uh, but I'm not willing to trade my freedoms for. <laughs> freedoms? No one's stopping you from going where you want to go. It's just that Naz would know where you are. It's, I'm being tracked 24/7. No thanks. <laughs> Can't she what? know where he is by asking, hey, where are you? Yes, thank you. And we have plenty of trust but in what, our relationship what, 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 that, we, that, that satisfies what, 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 us. What if she can't find you? What, what do you mean, she what can, if she can't what find me? What if she me? can't get in touch with you? I'll call her back. Just yeah, to, what do you but, mean? But what if it's an emergency and you can't help yourself? Before back in aught six, when <laughs> back in the in the forties, Gordon, when you only had the the the, the uh, operator phones, like yes, can you connect me to Chelsea two four three? Yeah, how did those people survive? Huh? Did you ever think about why Naz was so eager to agree to this that she didn't want you to know where she is? Uh, so no, in Discord because <laughs> didn't you I, marry them? Because yes, I trust my my wife, and she frankly she lives in America too. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> well, no one's saying you can't do it. She just knows where you are in case she needs to reach you. She can call me, <laughs> or she hey, could wait until here, I get home. Who here thinks something suspicious is going on with Jay? See, this is the problem. Well, this well, is the I, problem I, with our country, right here. What Gordon's well, describing. Now, th- there is something because it's Jake, but it doesn't matter ultimately <laughs> because it's Jake. Why am all I right. presumed guilty because I don't want to be tracked because all the because time? Because you're protesting too much. I'm not protesting too much. <laughs> I believe in this country, and like I believe in the you? basic freedoms that this country affords. No one is stopping. Sir. No one is stopping you from going anywhere. 
It's just a, a loved one happens to know where you are. I want I want you to volunteer. Go down to the police department when the show's open and say over and say, you know what? Put a tracking device on my car because I don't have anything to hide. Jake. So yes, Jake, follow me wherever Jake, I go because I'm not, I don't have anything to hide. I'm not talking about the cops. I'm talking about your lovely wife. Again, Gordon, it is the principle. The principle. It is the it principle. Is completely different. And it is one of the brilliant principles that this country was. <laughs> Founded a pot, and it's also if you if you've got a tracking device on your phone, you can't possibly believe that only your loved ones are able to access that. Correct. Well, who else? Everybody else. The little except the terms and conditions. When's the last time you read that thing? <laughs> and and by the way, remember when Gordon was was going over the observation that he was talking about something, and then all of a sudden an ad popped up on his phone. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, but I don't. They're ca- tracking I don't, I don't, everything I, you do. Well, they're doing that anyway. I'm going to limit people's abilities to I think, track me. I think you. I think I'm. I'm speaking specifically to Naz, your your lovely bride. That's the one I'm talking about here. They're tracking everything. When did you become so paranoid? When they started. She doesn't need me. to be tracking me. She's not tracking. Me. She, she can ask me at any point where I am. And what, at if, any she, br- and what if she calls you and you, you don't answer? Better call 911. And what? He's dead in a ditch. What if she calls me and well, doesn't it answer? Be. She she patiently awaits my response, which always comes when I'm available. And what if it didn't? What do you mean, what if it didn't? Like I said, what if you bumped your head and fell over and fainted in a ditch somewhere? Again, how did previous generations of humans deal well, with these types of scenarios? It's an advantage that you have now. Back in the day, back in Ot Six, like you said, you die in the ditch. Yeah. Now she could say, "Oh my gosh, what's what's going on with Jake? Let's get some help over there." Do you frequent ditches constantly? <laughs> well, maybe when you get He's your the son of a ditch. Maybe when you get your boys back from Lisa, you can turn off that tracking thing. Because I know it's not your idea. Uh, I, well, I don't, I don't mind her knowing where I am. I have no okay. problem with that. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Plus, you're you're usually in one of three places: home, here, or uh, no, that's it. Not at the trip. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> I go a lot of places, and not at not at loved ones' place. <laughs> nice, Austin. <laughs> I, I can't believe I can't believe this is such a foreign concept to you. I can't believe really that you're so skittish about the whole thing. Because usually you're a fight the man type of dude, and and here you the are man, just it's your wife. You're just falling in line, no, and you're more you're than happy about your wife knowing in. your whereabouts. She can ask me my whereabouts at any time. <laughs> All right, and and All you right. know what? We have honesty in our relationship, so that is good enough because we, we, we can we, honestly. Respond. We, we, punch, we punch this dog long enough. I mean, we're, we're just not getting anywhere. <laughs> Whose fault is that? You brought this up. I know, but I didn't mean to spend you know an hour on it. I just was... you won't tell me not to wear an Oscar the Grouch shirt to the country club, <laughs> Jake. You better listen to what they tell you to wear to the country club. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in case of an emergency, you want to know your loved ones know where you are. So they can help you. All right. All right. How about them jazz? We'll get to it coming up We know where they are. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. I missed you Friday, man. You have a good time? I missed you on Friday. I mean, did you? (laughs) At a funeral I had to go to on Friday. I was like, did you have a great time? Was it a good show? Uh, 
That's not what I meant. As soon as I said it, Tony, I felt like Trevor Bauer throwing a ball over the fence. I should not have said that. I should not have done it that way. My bad. If you just give me a minute to apologize to everyone I've ever met or who knows me, I'm ashamed. Do you I know what you? I meant, though, so that's why it's okay. Yeah, my condolences, obviously. Did you have a good you. time? Did, was it? Was did you enjoy great? yourself burying your loved one? <laughs> good grief. What an idiot. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you to listen this Wednesday on a Win Ticket Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to the Nitro World Games. Nitro World Games headed back to the state of sport on Saturday, August 17th at the Utah Motorsports Campus. The world's best motorsports and action sports athletes will once again converge this summer to battle for the top spot in Nitro Rallycross, Moto, Quarter Pipe, and FMX Best Trick. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets at nitroworldgames.com. You need to channel this song and tell me that you're sorry. Why would I be sorry? The, the name of the song is I'm Sorry, I'm Not Sorry. Oh. What do I have to be sorry for? For a lot of things. In today's show, are you kidding me? What have I done wrong? I've been right about everything we've been talking about. By the way, in in uh, in concerning our pronunciation of the seventh no, planet, no, let's... it turns out that both pronunciations are correct. That's terrific. But are they really? They are. Mm. Gordon, I was. Uh, <clears throat> let's talk a little jazz, right? Let, I, I feel like we've gotten <laughs> off topic a lot today. Maybe we'll we'll bring it back. Who's your producer? Uh, Dan Favale writes for the Bleacher Report, and he graded every single NBA team's off-season, and he graded the Jazz out at an A, a B plus, B plus, really. I was because I've seen some A pluses out there uh, for certain teams, and the Jazz usually just you know right there. Well, B I'm, plus isn't that that's 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 a tough grader. Well, I was surprised because he gave Oklahoma City an A. He gave Toronto. I think he gave Toronto like a B plus. He gave uh, the what? Pelicans an he A. He gave Toronto the same grade he gave the Jazz. Yeah, let's see. Let me let me. It's, it's one of those scrollers where you got to scroll down. Toronto. He gave a B and the Jazz a B plus. Oh man! I, I, so who did he give an A to? He he gave an A to. Well, I don't have them all. Uh, I'd have to scroll through everything. Uh, okay. But he gave an A to the Pelicans. He gave a B to Toronto. He gave an A to Oklahoma City. I mean, these teams that lost franchise players, they're giving an A to in the offseason. Give the what Jazz give the just Lakers? a a B plus. Yeah. Uh, the Lakers, I'm pretty sure he gave an A. Give me a second. Again, uh, that's just that's uh, that seems like he's. Uh, I disagree with that. So let me ask you this: What would you? Uh, I know this is so subjective, you know, letter grades mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But if Professor Monson was handing out off-season grades, who would you give? Uh, what would you give to the Jazz? I'd give an A. Are you including A plus in this? Yeah. Lakers, he gave an A minus. Yeah, I, I would give the Jazz an A uh, and A plus. I don't know, maybe the Clippers get an A plus, but. Uh, 
Uh, the Jazz are right there. B plus? No, that's not good enough. Because I don't know. Were you a good student? Because a B plus to me was kind of okay, but not great. I wanted an A, and I think the Jazz have earned that this off season. Who out there has had a better off season than the Jazz? Maybe the, the, Clippers. the Clippers. You mentioned. Is there another one? No one else comes to mind. Certainly not Oklahoma City. I mean, the only way I would I would throw Oklahoma City or even the Pelicans in there is just you know cashing making, in on make, a rebuild, but, making the best out of a bad situation. But you can't. I mean, maybe Russell Westbrook you don't view as a franchise player or being good enough or whatever. But you can't lose a franchise player, an All Star, an MVP, and and say it was a good off season. I wouldn't think. Or an A off season. You know, th- there's an interesting uh, subtext to this whole thing. It is that you know, t- what one teacher will give as a grade, another teacher would give something different, and that's the problem. There's so much subjectivity in the whole thing. I disagree with him, and I think a lot of people. Have, I've seen a lot of grades being handed out, and I, this is the first time I've seen anything less than an A. I just uh, think- I've seen A pluses. And I haven't really necessarily seen the Jazz get an A plus, but uh, I haven't seen them get a B or a B plus from anybody other than this guy. I just think if you look at what left, what was going out, and what was coming in, I don't think I don't see how you couldn't view it as an upgrade for the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Throwing the the letters out the window for a minute, I mean Mike Conley is an obvious upgrade over Ricky Rubio. I think Emmanuel Mudiay is an obvious update up upgrade over Howell Neto. I think, you know, Derek Favors had a lot of value for this franchise, but for what they're trying to do, I think Bojan is an upgrade. And, and certainly the Davis right. in there. I mean, then you got your bases covered. I think that Jeff Green is at least sixes to Jay Crowder, if not an upgrade. Yeah, I agree. So, I, you know, it depends on what this person's criteria is, like you say. But I, I don't. Plus, plus, what we have seen, Jake, and you saw every game last year, I saw just about every game. We know where the Jazz weaknesses were, and we know how the Jazz addressed those weaknesses, and they addressed exactly what they needed. Now, there might have been other options as far as an individual player going there, depending upon who was available and who wasn't. But I think the Jazz fixed their problems about as well as they could have done. Well, let me ask you this then, and and there's no right answer to this because we haven't seen any games played, but did they create a, did they create new weaknesses addressing their old ones? I don't think so. People have said that the defense is diminished. You still got Rudy there. Mike Conley's a better defender than Ricky Rubio, in my opinion. So you have improved in some areas. You don't have Derek Favors, but you have Ed Davis. I, you know, I, 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 if so, very, very slightly. Bojan's the one I'm worried about. I think he can play some defense. I think he's okay. I worry about him guarding fours. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, no, he's some people gave him credit for when he, the job he did on uh, LeBron James. So, I guess we'll know more information when we see the way they fit into the Jazz's defensive scheme. Because any time you play defense and 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 you have Rudy Gobert standing next to you, uh, you may suddenly look like a better defender. Oh, I think that's 100% the case. I think you're right about that. Remember John Stockton? I mean, John wasn't a great defender. Uh, Certainly he, after he got older, he, he had Yeah, he had uh, good anticipation skills, obviously all-time steals leader, all that. But he had Mark Eaton standing behind him. You know, so that's or even of, Tag, too. I mean, Tag was a decent defender and a good shot blocker. So, 
I mean, I think that still applies there, too. And Carl was a good defender. The Jazz are substantially, substantially better offensively. I mean, I don't know anyone who can argue that. So I don't. When I think of B plus, I think okay, well it's close, but it's not really there. And I think the Jazz deserve more credit than that. I do too. This next season is going to be a lot of fun. And I know that sounds. Some people say, "Oh, you sound like homers or whatever." I've never been a homer. I, I try to avoid that kind of thing. I'm just being honest here. Go Cougars! The Jazz have really <laughs> upgraded. Go Utes! Go Lobos! It's a well-timed drop there, Austin. Those were all jokes. Go Jazz! The Go Lobos was not a joke, and that's where this whole thing started. I know nothing about the Lobos. You're a diehard fan! I know nothing about them. Go Lobos! All I know is Albuquerque's not my favorite place. You love Bob Davey. Isn't he still the coach of New Mexico? (laughs) I don't think so. Did he he get canned? Not sure. By the way, speaking of animals, remember in the Not Sports Report, I was talking about animals. Did you see that grasshopper infestation of Vegas? I did. That's something else. Yeah. Yet another reason not to want to live in Vegas. A lot of animal stuff going on out there. Although grasshoppers aren't dangerous. I yes, guess, Bob Davey is still the coach in New Mexico. I guess so. Austin. I guess. That was Whittingham. <laughs> I guess they'll eat your crops. No. Got to call in the seagulls. No. No. Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. All right. Nope. I think the Jazz, uh, he's a tough creator. Uh, I just, because I can't get myself to think quite that way. All right. Stay tuned. We'll have more big show. Did you ever have a teacher like that? You go, what? And, and then, of course, around here, you got a lot of people who have you – know, I've had straight A's. I remember interviewing an athlete uh, who ended up going to Stanford, and he got one B his entire high school career. One B, because one teacher was being – We've heard this story a hundred times. Right. Let's move on. He's never told that story before. I think there's great inflation out there. A lot of A's given out these days, Gordon. <laughs> Lisa's pet name for me is – Bowler. You, you that think, doesn't even make sense. I know, funny. but it's there. I don't know. <laughs> just it's buttons it. in it's there. It's not if I look at it, I got to hit it. It is one of the best drops in the history of the What the hell just happened? It's incriminating audio. It's and you're so taking good. advantage of it. <laughs> I don't remember it that I did, way. I didn't deserve as, as much grief as I've taken for that one. I've got to give it to It was a listener who came up with that, it too. It was. <laughs> Lisa's thing. pet name for me is Bowler. How come you never played Jake's incriminating audio? Because <laughs> it's not that good. It's not <laughs> we spent good two days that. killing Jake last week. That's true. Thank you, Austin. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show next, 97.5 and 12 Maybe. Zone. Wrapping up Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We've had um, quite the show today, Gordon. We've covered a, covered a lot of ground. Snakes, planets. What else? Football, Stuart Mandel, basketball. What else did we talk about? Well, I was answering a uh, text I got from uh, Frank Dolce. He says, don't feel bad, Gordon, about the shower shoes. Jake doesn't always treat people very well. I should know. <laughs> you meanie. 
You're building quite a reputation for yourself. Well, I just can't win. Last week on the station, I was been accused of being too overly positive and energetic, and now you and Frank are calling me mean. I just can't win. (laughs) I like those shower shoes. I haven't worn those in a long, long time. How are you this fine day? No, we don't need to... We don't need to go down that road again. Let's not do that. And I was afternoon. How you doing? I wasn't teasing you about your shower shoes. I was asking why is it? Why are you known for wearing socks? I'm not known with for sandals. that. You I'm are. not known for that. It's, I wanted to know where it came from. Why? Please. Why when I talk to people on the street, Gordon, and they say, "Oh, you work with Gordon." Oh yeah, does he still wear socks with sandals? I get that a lot. I wanted to know where it came from. <laughs> it's uh, perpetuating. Through you bringing it up on the air. Same with Scotty. You guys are just keeping it alive. By the way, we had a listener. You wore your tie-dye shirt last Friday. We had a listener that tweeted in and says we should do tie-dye Fridays. What do you think about that? (laughs) Every Friday? Yeah. That's a nice shirt. I like mine. Have you guys worn yours yet? Worn mine uh, for the second time over the weekend. Did you wash it by itself the first time? No. uh, No. He actually sent uh, some instructions. You can wash it cold with the other colors. Oh, really? Because someone warned me not to do that because they, sometimes it can bleed over. So I just uh, I just washed it. Maybe a, You didn't wash anything. Yeah, you don't even know where the washer it. is. I took it out and, and uh, stuck it, you know, doused it in the creek and, and pounded it against the Got rock. Got the old washboard out? <laughs> no, you put it in a basket and magically it appeared in the closet dried and cleaned. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> Every time. Single time. Modern technology. It's amazing. I leave it right on the floor of the bedroom, and next thing I know, <laughs> wham, folded in the drawer. Sometimes I take it in and put it in the laundry. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't like the way this show ended. Big thanks to Stuart Mandel for joining us. Thanks to Austin uh, Horton, executive producer of The Big Show. Gordon, thank you. Love you, honey. Just getting around here. We're just, we're just joking. Talk to you tomorrow if Gordon makes it. I might be in big trouble. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.